Good morning, y'all, and happy Tuesday. It's your boy Marcus, and we are back at it again in the new year. This week, we have MJ, John, and Brandon bringing it back with some nostalgia. They're going to be speaking about the world wrestling entertainment, the WWE. I'm not in this episode, so I just want to say real quick, it sucked as a kid because I had a bedtime, so I couldn't really get into SmackDown or Raw. But nonetheless, this intro is going to be short and sweet, so let's get right into episode four. You guys are tuning in to the podcast. And then I pulled up some regular porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you see someone coming around the corner, you're like, oh, that's it. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Lights out, bro. I literally, I literally passed out. I swear to God. Welcome, 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 welcome back to another if podcast, the Oddcast. I'm your boy John. I'm here with my two boys it's your boy mj buenka a little sick right now a little under the weather but nonetheless we will give you a good show my boy mj over there is under the weather but i'm over the weather baby oh, my name yeah. is brandon and we are ready for the podcast today and we got yes, we the producer are. mark right in front of us just to let us know if anything's going wrong or whatnot mm-hmm. but uh today our topic is going to be about the world of sports entertainment mm. We're gonna be talking about professional wrestling. Or renditions of our uh, favorite songs. But uh <laughs> So yeah, ahead. professional wrestling, you know. The good old fake sport, the real sport, the scripted sport. Who really cares what it is? It's entertaining. That's all that matters. Today we're gonna be talking about our favorite moments, watching it, experiencing it, and growing up with it. So speaking about growing up with it, when did you guys start watching it? When did I start watching? I was actually, uh, I, just like you two, I think I was in uh, elementary school. Um, I don't remember the exact age, but it was in, uh, I want to say I want to say it was about first grade when my boy Quentin came up to me. And it was every day in, uh, at lunch where he came up to me and he said, hey man, you can't see me. I was like, what? You right there. <laughs> and, and every single day, bro, Quentin just came up to me and said, hey, hey, MJ, you can't see me. So you got sick and tired. Yeah, like, I, I, I can see you, bro. You're right there in front of me. So you know what I did, bro? I went to my other friends and I said, hey, you can't see uh-huh. me. <laughs> and, and then everybody looked at me the same way I looked at Quentin. So one day I just came up to him. I said, Quentin, why can't I see you, bro? And he finally let me know, like, hey, man, John Cena, Monday Night Raw, that's where you need to be. But the thing with me is I never had a, I never had the channel that they first had Monday Night Raw. Oh, <laughs> you didn't have <laughs> cable. Yes. I didn't have cable, bro. So all I had was all I had was SmackDown, actually. On the local channels. Yeah, and then back then, I don't, I don't think Cena was there. And so it really frustrated me because I just wanted to see this guy that nobody could see. And, I mean, that's just how it started with me, man. I just started with Batista at first. I th- he was in SmackDown, right? Yeah, the animal at first, and and yeah, just just from there it was just it was super fun as a kid. Uh, when when did you guys get into wrestling? Um, well, my family had a huge impact on like the influences of my hobbies right now, and uh, my brother he he loved wrestling, or he still does, but uh, he would always have it on in the background, 
And uh Yeah, it's just like I was watching the stuff he was watching, so I kinda I couldn't avoid it. Mm. And uh he had like the toys and uh, all the action figures and he would like do the moves on like not me because i was super small <laughs> but my sisters like if you talk to my sisters about it they they got like harassed by, <laughs> he did by, everything by Corey, Corey did Corey. all the moves with them dude just imagine my brother trying to wrestle my sisters this is that's just a, <laughs> a disaster waiting to happen oh my yeah what about you john i've been watching Pretty much my entire life since I was like a fetus, because my dad. <laughs> well, my dad's been watching uh, growing up, and he was like very into it in like the late '80s, the early '90s, and then I just started. It was just always on. Yeah, yeah, when exactly. I was born, right. and I remember always getting like. I remember I had a like a blow up chair when I was like three. Mm. It had like Stone Cold Steve Austin Ooh. on it and stuff. Right, and I had like all the toys. Like they're like rubber at the time and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, I've been watching wrestling for like a good minute. So you had a, a bunch of toys so, since way yeah, back. Yeah, I've been I've been messing with wrestling since I was like, yeah, before I could walk. I had like so many toys. I had I had a corner just full of my ring. I had at least like three rings, just a box full of toys. My favorite Damn. were the Undertaker and Kane. So before, before Dead you could, man, whoa. Before you could right. walk, you could moonsault. <laughs> yeah, before, before I was walking. Before I was walking, I was moonsaulting. Your dad didn't even have videos of your first crawl, bro. You were in the turnbuckle like, oh, hey, like, on off the top rope. He's like, there's my son going up there again. That's, that's what your dad sounds like. <laughs> well, he was, he was probably more of a redneck back then than he is now. Dude, speaking of rings, I've always wanted like... A ring bed. Like, now that I know that it existed, that might still be a goal in the future. But I remember when I was a kid, I would just wish for nothing but, like, a bed with ropes, a turnbuckle, and a mat. Oh. Imagine, like, happen. I just have a imagine bed getting into bed. It's just like, all right, MJ, you got to go to bed now. All right, <laughs> <Sorry>. mom. <laughs> well, instead of her tucking you in, she has to pin you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 20 minutes match. <laughs> what would be your go-to move of, en- of entering your bed ring? Oh man, the entrances! I think Melina's, bro. Remember hers? Ooh, <laughs> she, the she splits. would do the splits before coming. You in. remember oh, that, Brandon? Yeah, like she'd wear like the really like short skirts, and like you'd see like her ass. I think so. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. Hold up, chill. Oh, yeah. yeah. hold up. <laughs> Dude, my favorite though, yeah, was uh, triple H's, bro. I would do this oh, in the shower. Oh, if all you, shower. if if anybody's listening out there, that's a wrestling fan. He comes out of the ring. He goes. He he walks up. He grabs the rope and stuff. He has water. He has a water bottle, and he has water in his mouth. And then uh, when the song drop, his uh, theme song drops, he spits it all in the air. I can literally just see that in my head, perfect. And he, Dude, and he, he poses, and you're just like, oh, that's the game. <laughs> yeah, that's the game. <laughs> that, that's that's the man right there. Watch out for that oh, sledgehammer. Dude, you know, I remember when he would uh, take out the sledgehammer a bunch. And, you know, to me as a kid, I was just like, okay, it's just a weapon, just another, like, steel chair. But somebody in my childhood, I forgot who it was, told me that sledgehammers were used for breaking diamonds. So every time he whipped it out, I was like, yo, this guy is a straight murderer. So what was your guys' favorite foreign object, speaking of the sledgehammer? 
my favorite foreign object. As it, as they would say in, in the world of professional wrestling. So we're not talking about TLC, or we're talking about like I mean, you could anything. I anything. think it includes just like any any weapon, weapon. besides any like weapon. physical body. Yes. that a wrestler would use. Okay. Is there I, any that stick out to your mind? Is there any that you were like? Oh man, I want to use that on someone. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Hold up! Right. Stop the podcast! Stop the podcast. <laughs> I think my favorite was the barbed wire. Oh yeah, just because it was so versatile, like you could literally wrap it around a bat. I think I've seen someone wrap it around a chair. I've seen the that. moment I saw. I think his name was Mick Foley, mm. right? Um, I I seen him put it on a table, and I think he just like slammed someone right through it. Ooh. I was so scared as a child, bro. That honestly, like, traumatized me a little bit. I was like, yeah, dude, are these guys, like, really trying to kill each other? Give each other, like, third-degree lacerations, bro? That shit's sharp. That was my favorite uh, foreign object, if you will. I feel you on that one. What about you, Brandon? I forgot what it was. It's called um, a kendo stick, right? Yeah, the kendo stick. Oh, the dude. kendo stick. So, uh... Was that, was that the Sandman, Brandon? Yeah. yeah. I was gonna mention that right now. San, uh, he was on ECW. He would come out with the. He he was the one that came out like not from the entrance, but he from, come out like, from like the crowd. Yeah, the crowd. The I I love people that come came out of the crowd. It's so like engaging. So you just like, oh my god, where's he? Yeah, the cameraman's like super confused, right? And <laughs> he's like, he's right there. And he raises his uh, kendo stick and he walks down. That shit was. So and then intense. yeah, dude, this is the, he like, bashes his head. He, with the you would can. kill somebody with that thing, and like. <laughs> There's so much impact coming from the the kendo stick, and it's like whack. You could whack. hear it too. It was so yeah, loud during like the show. Super electrifying. I'd, I'd say I'd say I always wanted to put someone through a table, <laughs> dude. Every time I see a table, I'm just like, hey, John really wants to use one that? of these foreign objects. Yeah. Every, every time I see a wooden table, I'm like, oh, hold on. <laughs> We could do something. You, you, you like go over to it, you knock on it a little bit. Like, oh yeah, that's thin enough. Just, yeah, just to make sure it's thin enough yeah. to break. And but, I'll, I'll yell over at MJ. MJ, get the tables. <laughs> you know what? Like, there's moments in the WWE where like they would put someone on the table, but it doesn't break. Oh. <laughs> You're just like, oh my god, that hurts. The botches. Yeah, that used to be so awkward. Tell them, tell them what a botch is, John. So if you guys don't know what a botch is, it's pretty much when like uh, something doesn't go in according to plan and they mess up. For example, guys on a table. There's a guy on the top rope. He jumps off, tries to do a body splash. Guess what? The table doesn't break and he just lands on the guy. <laughs> and now you're just like, it's uh, just man on man. Okay. And then. He'd get up, do it again, but the table wouldn't break. And you're just like, you're just like, give up on the table, bro. <laughs> break they, something else. They don't. They won't, bro. It's some barbed wire. <laughs> will not move on from the match until this table is broken, dude. Just a, just another quick thought. I liked when um, like it's just like a regular match, and then they would go to the announcer ring and just like tear it apart, oh, get the TVs and everything, just throw it away, and just like. I don't know who who has the coolest move like a power bomb like a Batista power bomb on uh on the table or something. It is it looks like it freaking hurts. Yeah, always had crazy spots. Do you have uh, a favorite botch, John? Mm, yeah, just out of all the botches. You've so seen? one of my favorite botches comes from the Royal Rumble 2005. <laughs> There's an incident where John Cena and Batista they both go over the top rope at the same time, not planned. <laughs> 
and they both eliminate each other. And they were the last two in the Rumble. And this wasn't part of the script. And people were like, I hold up. <laughs> Yo, we're, we're supposed to have a winner. <laughs> they get back in the ring. They're like trying to improvise something. And then Vince McMahon comes out and he's oh. pissed. Right. And this he's like legitimately pissed. He's legitimately pissed. And if you guys don't know who Vince is, he's the owner of the WWE. And he's like a big like character on screen. So he starts running to the <laughs> ring. He's angry as hell. He has like steams coming out of his <laughs> He tries to slide in the ring and he tears both, <laughs> he tears both of his quads. <laughs> he he tries to get up, bro. He just falls on the ground. So now there's a huge mess. Nobody knows who the winner is. The owner of the company has both of his quads torn and he's just sitting in the middle of the ring like looking at everybody pissed. And then but it was it was a classic moment because what, what happens after that though they actually you don't have a winner so the... so orig- this happened they had a planned one in '94 where Bret Hart and Lex Luger did the same thing but that was planned so at the time they were both like co-winners uh-huh. but that wasn't part of the script nowadays so they're just like hey yo let's just restart the match really but they didn't restart the whole match between just the, between just the two, the two. My God! Imagine the rumble all over again. Oh, <laughs> that would've been wild. And then everybody hour. gets eliminated the same order, the same, the same way. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cena and Batista fuck up again. <laughs> it's just a never-ending loop. But this time, uh, <laughs> Shane McMahon comes out. Oh, both of his. Shane McMahon is. I think my favorite botch came from the one and only, the Viper. Ooh, right. That's Orton. mine too. And you gotta correct me if I'm wrong, John. If I don't like recall this correctly, but I think he had uh, he just messed up a move and then he hurt himself and then he just tried to play it off, right? He he was well, like, how, how did he? Ah, on the announce table. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I remember this part. So yeah. Orton, he's on, he's standing on the announce table and I think he's fighting Kane. And you know where like uh, they have monitors on the announce table mm. and a monitor was removed, so now it's just a hole in the on the table itself and he's standing on top and he kicks Kane and he's trying to land his foot back on the table, but it goes through where the monitor hole is and then he just falls. God. And he gets up. <laughs> Why does he laugh? Like, oh. <laughs> and he hurts the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like he had an idea. <laughs> Mid-dodge. Eureka. Like, <laughs> All right. So, what were your guys' favorite signature slash finishing moves? Dude, we're gonna have I, to do like a top yeah. I would three, say I would five. say let's do top three that top you three, enjoyed okay. watching, and then I say let's do one that uh, we enjoyed doing ourselves. <laughs> oh god! Because there had to be those moments where you just wanted to do those finishers in the pool on your friends or like on your bed <laughs> on your relatives. Oh, so let let's start with our top three watching. Watching, I would say one. The super kick. The oh. super kick. By the way, we still do that to each other to this day. Instant classic. <laughs> yeah. Like, you see someone coming around the corner, you're like, oh, that's it. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere. The slap of the thigh, baby. Yeah. The slap of the fucking thigh, You got to make bro. the sound effects or else, it. yeah, or else it's not going to sound cool. The super kick, because that can always come out of nowhere. Exactly. The and if you're receiving the kick and you don't sell it, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Look, like, you're truly a piece of shit. You got to sell it. You see... It, it like Shawn Michaels or everybody. Some people do super kick, but uh, Shawn Michaels is known for it, right? Yeah. And somebody's like, somebody's like coming on the top, uh, going on the top rope, and then they like do like a 
to try to do like an elbow drop or something. And then Shawn Michaels super kicks him in the air, oh, bro. Yeah. Mid air super kicks. I love kicks. the mid air. Oh, he's great. Super I love the mid air. best because it's just so abrupt. Like it can literally just happen out of nowhere, bro. Speaking of out of nowhere, out of nowhere. <laughs> my second favorite movie is the RKO. The RKO. It, it has to be a top three, bro. Every every uh, person's uh, everybody list. knows it. It was a meme at one point. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It still is, dude. It still is. But yeah, Orton, he's really great. Uh, one of my favorite RKO's was uh, he he didn't hit it, but he was in a street fight with uh, Mick Foley, and he tried to do it on the thumbtacks, but Foley pushed him off, and he just lands on the thumbtacks. Mm. Oh yeah, man, Foley was a violent ass motherfucker, bro. I yeah. remember him. Mankind, Jesus, lost That's his ear dude. once. I mean, I would say my final. My final one would probably be, be Ooh, that's a tough one. That is tough, huh? The spear perhaps? I was thinking the spear, but I was also thinking of the tombstone. Mm. The tombstone. Because right. every time the Undertaker hit that, you knew it was over. That had to be some lethal shit, bro. But it meant like straight to the head. Whoever can Boom. kick out of those, you're oh, like you're superhuman. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who ever kicks out <laughs> of the tombstone, like they got big things coming for them, bro. They gotta be, they gotta have a big name. They need to be well known, have a great career. You ain't just kicking out of the tombstone just to kick out, bro. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> they kick, you're like, oh my god. You stand up, you're like, oh, this match is over, and then you're, you're like, one, two, and the kick out at three. You're like, hold, oh, kick out at two. Like, hold up. Your name? You think there's ever been, there's ever been a wrestler that like? In the script, it was scheduled for him to kick out, <laughs> but he didn't. Oh, yeah, he got hurt so I'm much. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of times where superstars just get accidentally knocked out <laughs> during the match. Speaking of, what were we just talking about? <laughs> oh, what was the last thing you said? It brought we're, up something for me. Oh, kicking out at two? Yes, kicking out at two. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have a specific moment where somebody kicked out at two? You were generally really surprised that you can recall. Oh man! Before I go into that, I, I have a story about when I was supposed to kick out at two, <laughs> but oh. I got pinned. <laughs> sure. so, I was wrestling with my boy uh, Austin. It was back in middle school, back when I used to live in those apartments, and we would do wrestling matches. And me and Austin said, "Yo, this one right here." We're about to make this a 30-minute matchup. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. We were trying to get on some next-level shit, and I think we were 10 minutes in. I was on the floor crawling, right? I was selling it. I was like, oh, I'm groggy. I'm hurt. And I don't know. And we, and we used to commentate every move we did. While you were wrestling each other? Yeah, while we were wrestling, bro, just to make it real. Because we, we, we didn't have other friends for commenta commentators, so uh, we would just do it. it and he goes, and Orton's going for the punt. And I was like, a shot. <laughs> Not the punt. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I'm over there. I'm still groggy. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to prepare myself for this punt. <laughs> and out of nowhere, bro, big <laughs> lights out, bro. I literally, I literally passed out. I swear to God. And this guy, this guy pins me. <laughs> and he's like, one, two, and a three. <laughs> And the match was over. And he was like, yo, MJ. You're supposed to kick out, bro. We got 10 more minutes. And I was just out, bro. I could not. And uh, yeah, he won that match, bro. So. Was it for the strap, though? It was not for the strap. Wow. It was uh, it was an exhibition match. There so. you go. 
It was all at, good. At That's least fun. it wasn't for the gold. Yeah. <laughs> at least it for wasn't sure. for the gold. And sorry, just to get back uh, on topic, I think that punt had to be like my my uh, in my top three. That was one of no my favorite way. signatures. A punt? Yeah, I don't That's know what crazy. it was. That's one of the. That's actually one of the few finishers that nobody is kicking out of. Really? Yeah, if you guys didn't know that. Well, damn. We could try it. <laughs> and it's, it's proven MJ didn't kick out of it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was out. <laughs> and then I think number two would have to be, it, it, I would have to throw an aerial move in there just because that, those were just like the most exciting ones for me. So I'm going to say the Swanton mm, one, bro. I was going to say that as well, but I'll change it up. Um, number one's hard, but I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the RKO, just because it was just it was just revolutionary, bro. What about you, Sadio? Super hard, but uh, a super basic move. But the spear was always like the setup for it was just like oh or like for instance uh, Edge, you're just like he's in the corner, he's like get up or like like. You yeah, know how with his teeth all out. Get up, get up, and it just oh spears him super hard, and you're just like oh you're done, Breaks and then kick out at two of course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't one of those punts, punts or tombstones, yeah. but like you just felt it. You're like, dang, I want to try that on somebody. You know that's that's the point with every movie. You're just like, dang, I want to try that on somebody. <laughs> They're always that's why you don't try it at home. Yeah, seriously. But um, unless you're John, you want to do everything through that a table. That was one of my favorites. Uh, one of my favorite wrestlers, super slept on, was uh, RVD. Ooh. And you already know what's coming. Rob. The Frog Damn. Splash. Damn. That's right, baby. Yeah. Five star. The five star Frog Splash. What, what was that one move that he would uh, usually do before his five star? Where he like run across and then he would do like, he would tumble. The Rolling then, Thunder. The Rolling Thunder, bro. Do you remember that one? That shit was so sick. Yeah, I think so. He'd roll and then he'd spring up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And do another uh, flip. Dude, it's vintage. Dude, the high flyers of <laughs> like wrestling. Like the vintage Cena. Vintage <laughs> Cena. My third oh, one, though. Cena. R.I.P. Oh, man, that's super hard. Because um, I don't want to. I mean, like, Randy Orton's was cool, but it's like, it's everybody's favorite move. Right. Or the RKO. The attitude adjustment was, eh. You really think about it, too. It's so simple. This guy just grabs your neck. And then he goes down. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and then you're done. <laughs> you're out, baby. Man. One, two, three. Seriously. Unless you're Cena. The GTS was pretty cool. GTS is really cool. CM Punk's movie. CM Punk, yeah. Was that the one with the, the knee? Yeah. yeah. The knee okay. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. I would have to say... Uh... Oh. This is a... Now that I think about it, all my... All my favorite moves are like super basic, but the choke slam, bro. You just grab somebody by the by the neck, <laughs> like Kane or, or like uh, the Undertaker or the Great Khali or something. A good choke slam is always appreciated. Yeah, you just pick them up, slam them, and half of the time, they don't kick out. No, I know. <laughs> You're just huh? like, bro, it's just a choke slam. <laughs> Jeez. Right. So but yeah. Let's talk about uh, favorite moments in wrestling history. Um, I know that's hard because there's just so many out there, but I guess the first thing that pops into your head, um, we'll start with you, John. You want to start with me? I've... Actually, I don't think we should start with John because John's seen every moment 
ever I, since he was a that's fetus. Fine. I'll, I, go, I'll go back to back. Though. I I feel like I already know what you're gonna say. Oh, you already know what I I'm know. Gonna what his say, is brother. good. I know. What should we just talk be. about it? I think we should because my favorite moment is when Edge and Lita had sex in the middle of the ring. Not sex. Monday Night Raw celebration, baby. Celebrations. When, did he just win the championship? He, is that why he did that? He just cashed in the Money in the Bank contract. On a poor and defenseless John Cena. Oh yeah, that was like after like he after got done with the elimination. They had chamber, the biggest right? feud ever. That that was so funny. That the was rated a rated R feud. superstar, and he wanted to prove it with that porno on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> he said, he, said he, he brings in the biggest ratings, so he's like, "What's bigger than porn on TV?" Dude, when I was a kid, bro, and that show was on, oh my god. Did you have did you have to hide in your room watching that? Oh yeah, dude, I locked it, bro. Yeah. I said I said, "Hold up, we got a special over here. Like, I'll talk to you guys later. I'll see you guys during dinner." <laughs> There's something going down tonight on Raw. <laughs> and then I was just I remember being so upset as a kid when they when they started because they were all covered in sheets and everything. I was like, "Shit, man." Where's the action? I'm trying to, I'm trying to see Bring lead the action. <laughs> Seriously. And then Cena comes out and ruins it. I know what I'm saying. And I was a big Cena fan back then, but when he ruined that, I was like, God damn it. And then I pulled up some regular porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> but what's your favorite movie, you, on that <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, fine. Hey, to go off on that a little bit, too... <laughs> There was another moment in wrestling history, not WWE. It was ECW. Like, it was Kelly, Kelly. Kelly, Kelly. And she was supposed to get naked, too, and she did it. I was upset. My eight-year-old horny self was very upset, and I just watched porn out. So I see a little theme of MJ here. <laughs> <laughs> he loves the, the thing about The thing about mid-2000 WWE, or even like late 90s, mid-2000, uh, the role of the females in the company weren't as pro-dominant as they are now. So they're all just used for, like, sex objects back in the day. But at the time... That's it was so true. I never even noticed that. It was, like, socially acceptable, though. Yeah, back then. Back then. Yeah. Nobody really complained. But now, nope, they don't do that stuff anymore. Which is now, good. Now, oh, no, they've always had divas. They've always had divas, but they take them more, way more seriously now than they did back then. Right, but the, the championship, they've always had that, too, right? Yeah, the they divas championship. Yeah, so... Bringing it back to the the topic, um, my favorite moment or like it was like kind of a buildup was when uh, Chris Jericho was coming back to the mm. WWE, but as Y two J. Dude, that, that so a little backstory. He, it was like for like weeks on end, like before his comeback, there would be like messages on the on the on the big screen like the promos yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're just like who is that just a whole bunch of numbers yeah and, and uh John, did you have an idea when when they were promoting that yeah so i was talking about this with brandon earlier and i would go on youtube and i'd search up like these codes uh-huh. and i would try to break it and i came across <laughs> this guy and he was trying to break it he's uh-huh. like guys i think it might be jericho i could be wrong you told brandon that back then we weren't i mean it was in the 2007 mm-hmm. yeah so we met in like 2010 Mm. So we didn't know each other yet, but go on, Sadio. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, and just like, uh, just to refresh my memory, I watched it this morning. Oh, I got goosebumps. Like, uh, Randy Orton's. He has a belt. He has a spinner belt, right? Mm. And then uh, he's in the ring talking, and then on the screen you see like someone getting beat up. It was like an Olympic runner. Yeah, 
Yeah, he was like he had a Bring torch and everything. Torch. Why was he running to the ring? Because Randy Orton was having a correlation for his championship victory ah. with Michaels. Like, yeah. like a little celebration type yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. So you see someone running, he gets beat up, and then you just see someone's back. And he's he's like he's like, Yeah. He's like posing. And you're everyone's and it's like just his back, right? Yeah, just he's his back. Like that. And it's just all black. Uh like a black vest, actually. So and he's like, Yeah. And everybody's like, Oh my god. And then um so the weeks prior, it shows like the code, like the the code that you they're tra- everybody's trying to break. Mm. And it was like save us and then all this like random like static and then um it said save us dot like with some letters or something like that like uh, maybe like i don't know a to f or something like that right uh-huh. and then it said save us dot and it uh the a changed to y and you're like oh my god uh-huh. <laughs> and then it said it was like y2 and then the f turned into j and you're like oh my god <laughs> Has it always been y2j even in the the olden days, the WWF days. Yeah, yeah, and then it's just Shit. like, um, did he change his theme song? Then I think so, right? Because it was break the walls down. Yeah, and I think he had the same one. Was it? Okay, but yeah, and then uh, the screen all turned like to like to code, and then he comes out with his back turned. And he turns around in his Jericho, and he's like all bedazzles on his vest and stuff, and he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> the crowd's going so crazy, crazy. Yeah. dude. And then um, there was a moment like, uh, he was my favorite wrestler at the time, and then I don't know. I think it was. Did he have a match in two thousand eight when we went to No Way Out? Yeah, he was a part of the Chamber. Okay, yeah. When he came out, oh, goosebumps, dude, because it's just like it, it turns pitch black. And then and you the see the screen, yeah, stuff. the screen come up. You're like, oh my gosh! A lot of a lot of the theme songs give me goosebumps for some reason. I mean, it gives everybody goosebumps, probably. What's your guys' favorite theme song? Oh, oh man! Wait, did you share your favorite moment already? Oh, yeah, favorite you moment. share your favorite moment. We'll go after this. that. All right, so this is non WWE related. So I'm gonna make it kind of quick so you guys can uh, understand what I'm talking about. So there's this company in Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. and their top guy Okada for the past year changed his look. He started wearing long pants. He dyed his hair from blonde to red. And people are like, Okada, I don't like this look, bro. Go back <laughs> to your normal look. These were like all the fans. This, just this is like know. everybody. And like in Japan, if you like watch their shows, like the crowd is like all quiet and they're all like very like uh Pers- like respectful. Perfect. Yeah, okay. And they'll That's like clap like after every move. It's a lot different from American crowds. Really? So they're not like wild and stuff? No. The they look at it wrestling more of like as a art form performance. Wow, it's kind of crazy. So he comes out at their biggest show a couple nights ago with his pants, but he dyed his hair back to blonde. Feel like, oh okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little better from the red. Right before the match starts, bro, he rips the pants off to reveal his shorts from before. Yeah, in this wow. Japanese crowd, bro, started cheering the hell out they of come him. Back. They turn American. They start walking yeah. out. <laughs> his <laughs> his, his thighs got a bigger reaction than most wrestlers' careers. It's pretty crazy. That's Holy funny. Shit. Is he the face of Japanese wrestling? He's the John Cena of Japan. Yeah. So like, he just got out. So he was like world champion for like the better part of like this decade. 
In his last reign, he was like champion for like two and a half years. God damn. That would send me back. I would be a fan of wrestling. I'm not saying I'm not a fan anymore. I just obviously I grew out of it. I don't watch it no more. But if John Cena out of nowhere came through with the with the chain gang and some jean shorts, oh, mm-hmm. I think I would wild the fuck out. Yeah. So, by every pay-per-view. It was, it was wild because we're like, oh shit. Okada got the shorts. You are fucking done. <laughs> Basic thugonomics. Did he he just changed up his whole gimmick? Just the look. <laughs> just, no, just the look? Just the look. He was the same person though. The same person. And sucks, Japan people bro. didn't like that. Japan were like, dude, you're not the same rainmaker that we knew. Oh damn. So, so but he it was also off his pants and he turned back into it. It was same also guy. it was also cool storytelling. And this is another reason why I like wrestling. Mm-hmm. Is it's similar like anime. Because everybody has their own story. So his story arc was he lost the title. He changed his look. He's trying to evolve so he can win the title back. And he just never does. So he figures, I might as well just go back to my old formula. Mm. And he reverts back to how he originally looked when he was world champion. Damn, that sucks, bro. What if he was going through some shit in his personal life? And he just really wanted to change some shit up, you know? Hey, bro. The fans were like, hey, no, no, I'm sorry, bro. (laughs) The fans are more important. (laughs) <laughs> Fans are more important. That's funny. So John asked uh, just a couple minutes ago, what were your guys' favorite theme songs? Do you want to do top three as well, or do you guys just have one theme song that you like? We could do top three. We could do top three. Yeah, because I have a few in mind. Okay. I'll go first because I just have one. But I've, the most iconic theme song, I think, and it was, a, it was a meme for a while too. And every time I hear it, it just gets me hyped up. But... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Who's that, bro? I don't it was, know. <laughs> it's the Undertaker, bro. Come on, dude. I actually bought that fucking album. I did when too. I, was younger, I bought that CD and I bumped it every single day. I think there was sixteen tracks. John Cena's I, album, yeah. baby. It's basic thugonomics, bro. Word fucking life. Shout out to that guy. Remember his uh his big ass sneakers that he used to pump. Oh, dude, he oh. would bend over. We should <laughs> we should cop a pair. My boy Quentin used to dress just like him, with the shorts and everything. Yeah, that was the guy who t- who came up to me every day and told me he c- I couldn't see him. <laughs> and I was like, I could, bro. Did I he wear ugly ass <laughs> jeans? Oh my goodness! <laughs> Did he wear sweatbands? What's up? Did he have sweatbands he on? He had the actual John Cena sweatbands. Oh. Where I think it Jeez. was a C, and then the, that cancel yeah, mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He had that. And That's he had such the, a good logo. That's what I'm saying, bro. Chain gang, baby. Oh, I, I told him every day it was ugly, but I was low-key jealous. Should, I didn't have no merch. You should have been like, it's super ugly. Dude. You should take it off and give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should throw it in the trash and then wait for him to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what was uh, what was your guys' favorite? Um, My three favorites were, uh, in no specific order, the Undertaker's theme song Bow. was... Dude, can I ask like, what, iteration? what iteration? I knew he was gonna <laughs> have oh, a couple. <laughs> no, so there's this thing with me and Brandon and VJ. Uh-huh. WWE released an album of Undertaker's theme songs, and there's like 25 tracks. <laughs> a whole album, bro. Of just his they're theme all song? different. They're they're all the same, but, but they're, they're all slightly different. What's and the album called? 
it's like 20 it's like 25 years of the undertaker or something. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like there's like there's like uh four songs in a row it's like ministry of darkness version one version two <laughs> version three version four dude it's crazy but Skrillex like should remix it. <laughs> Someone's dude, that'd be crazy. Or res, just an EDM undertaker. Oh, hey, I'm giving them ideas. Yeah. But the reason it's my favorite is just like it kind of goes to his character too, because I really like the Undertaker. But he just walks out slowly to this I song. Know, right? And it's like it's just bells. <laughs> dun, dun. Really, with the iconic eye roll. Oh, have you ever practiced that? No, I was so scared it would get oh, stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I try it sometimes. I would try, but I'm like, I couldn't do it. Oh! oh! <laughs> I get it. Okay, we're, we're screaming right now because John just did it, and I thought I saw The Undertaker. And he didn't just do it, though. He perfected it. I think he's been practicing since he was a fetus. <laughs> uh, uh, one of my favorites is uh, also is uh, Shawn Michaels. Cause, oh, dude, you he just sang his own yeah. theme. He did, huh? He that's did. what. That's what I thought about. Didn't a lot of superstars sing their own theme song, uh, or at least a couple, right? A few of them did. Shawn Michaels was one of the few. Yeah, you could hear it. You could hear that raspy voice. You know I'm sexy. Oh, you know what? it's like. Got the look. He's not <laughs> a great singer, but like for some reason, it just works for that song. I know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just like when he comes out. It's just like oh. Here's that guy again. Know, <laughs> There's so that annoying. boy Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he he's he's awesome. But uh one of my other favorites is uh CM Punk's. And he's also one of my favorite wrestlers. But uh I don't know what it is about it. It's just like classic rock. Look in my eyes. What do what? you see? The ultra personality. I know your anger. <laughs> I know your dreams. Don't look at me. My top three, man. What about you, John? Oh, first one, the Hardy Boys theme song. Oh, man. When you would hear the opening drum beats, you knew these boys were going to run down to the ring. Some hardcore boys. Shake their head and, you know. Do some Hardy Boy shit, you know? Did you guys never like pretend to be the Hardy Boys? Oh, oh when man. You're younger? They're, like, they're one of my favorites. Too. I feel like I have a lot of favorites, but uh, yeah, they're one of my favorites too. I remember at recess, bro, there would be a runway, and me and my friend would walk up to the runway like we were the Hardys. We'd fucking hump the air, and then we just book it to the playground. Oh my God, that's <laughs> hardcore. Because the Hardys were that cool. I tried to dress like them, but I could never pull oh, it off. Oh, please don't. The Hardys were one of my favorites. They were the reason I got hurt a lot, too. I think uh, since the Swanton Bomb was one of my favorite You moves. tried the Swanton in real life? Oh, dude, I've tried the Swanton Bomb in many occasions. My favorite place was the uh, the pool. You know, that's all, that's, that's mo- a great place to Most of the time, it's a safe landing if you execute yeah. correctly. Got to land on that, that trapezius neck region. True. Um, and there, there was one time where I, where I felt like I could execute it on a person. And so I got my sister, shout out to her. She was always down to try wrestling moves, uh, mainly for me to try wrestling moves on her. Um, and so I said, hey, Mia, uh, get, on, get on this pillow real quick. <laughs> that, was, that was my wait, table. Wait, right she there. was on the pillow or the pillow was on her? So like she was she, laying down. She was on the pillow. What? 
And I was like, wait, well, hold the up. pillow had to be the table, bro. Yeah, oh. we, we had to have the table. So but I, this is this is really injury prone. I, I protect her though. I put a pillow over her as well. Okay, like, oh, I said, like this, a little Oreo. This, I said, this is another table. <laughs> <laughs> so I put it on her, and she would like I said, she was always down for me to do wrestling moves. She knew it made me happy. She would be kind of happy <laughs> when I would do it. But for this one, she she was sketched out a little. She said, "Hey, Queen MJ, I uh, I don't know." <laughs> I said. Shh. <laughs> and so I get on my uh, I get on my turnbuckle, which was my nightstand at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like right next to the roof, and I hit my little Jeff Hardy turn like that. <laughs> and I just I just go, bro. I leap, and then I and then I turn and I hit her, and I just hear. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. What is that? The table broke. I hope I hope that was the table. It might have been her back at the time, <laughs> <laughs> but, but bro, oh my god, it just uh, it took a lot of convincing for for me to tell her not to tell my parents because uh, she got really hurt that time. Oh my! But it was a good swan time though, dude. I wish you guys could have seen. If it. you it got on a video, clean. dude, it must have been yeah. <laughs> I remember wrestling VJ once, and he put me upside down on my couch. <laughs> And he put a he puts a pillow in front of my oh face my gosh. to to replicate a chair, and all I hear this kid is go R V D. The next thing I knew, bro, this kid drop kicks the pillow that's in my face, and my whole neck just cracks, and I just fall to the ground. And he's like, he's like, oh my god, he got him with the Van Dam Terminator. <laughs> And I just passed down the ground. <laughs> and he goes for the pin, bro. But you know dude. I had to kick out at two. <laughs> dude. I have dude, okay, so my parents, they had these this like um this bed frame. So there's a headboard, right? But what the edge of the, the bed mm-hmm. at the at, at your feet, there was um these like okay. Maybe six by six platforms. Yeah. And you know what that that's bound for me to climb upon? Do some like frog splashes, you know what I'm saying? So dude, I would I would get on top, be like, yeah, and do like a frog splash. I would never try a swanton because like the the bo- the um the bed frame was like I'd say like two feet. Not yeah. two feet, maybe like a foot. So I didn't really have much air time. So sure. I had to do like the basic stuff, like elbow drops. You have maybe enough some, time to do all the fancy stuff yeah. in the air. Frost Splash is a quick one second. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, oh, my. That was so fun. I remember, I'd like, growing up, like, when I was, like, five and, like, none of my friends were over, I'd wrestle, like, my long body pillow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd, I'd get to the I'd get to the point where uh, I'd have the body pillow do moves on me. Dude, just to, same here, oh, bro. Just, just so I could, like, just get, like, a good full match out. <laughs> like, it, for me, it started off with just making my pillow punch me and I sell it. And then all of a sudden, like a couple weeks later, I was having it do suplexes on yes. me. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> it's dude. got me by the neck. And then it flips me, and I would flip on my bed like, oh, fuck. Dude, so um, I think John introduced me to this or told me about this. There's a guy in Japan that wrestled a pillow in the ring. Oh, and he was getting beat up. Kota Ibushi. Oh, dude, it was hardcore. Damn. He was wrestling a pillow, and he was getting beat. He was doing flips it was, and everything. It was Wait, actually, did he, did it he was actually a sex doll. <laughs> oh, was it? 
Yeah. A sex doll or was it like a like nope. a anime no. pillow? No, it was like a sex doll. Oh darn it. What what was the story here? Was it was this sex doll alive? Yeah, so in Japan in the they got like they got like serious companies and then they got outrageous companies in Japan that just do like just the craziest shit, like wrestling <laughs> sex dolls. Yeah. And Kodobushi, he's like known for being in these companies. So he's had like fights and like rivers and like woods. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's not like backyard. It's like the actual woods. Uh, how do you get like the camera crew out there? They probably got like some portable chargers. Some? Nah, they probably just got like really cheap cameras that you're just recording on. Nice. Just probably edit later. Nice. Those were actually my favorite matches. The ones that were like not in the ring. Oh, yeah. Like the backstage matches were the best. Um, sometimes wrestlers would go to each other's homes just to... Beat oh, their asses yeah. in front of their family. Oh, no, like, Stone Cold went to the Come hospital on. to hit a uh, grab a bedpan and hit it on Vince McMahon's head. Oh my god, oh, dude. you could hear it too. Yeah. That was the best part about yeah. it. Yeah, um, just hear a doing. <laughs> anyways, uh, what was your favorite three? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what did you say? Doing? <laughs> well, I don't. Know. I can't make a bedpan sound. I don't make know your that. best impression of a of a steel chair shot out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let you know that we added that uh, sound. That wasn't John. As long as you guys could understand, then I'm happy. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, John, uh, you didn't mention your your top three uh, entrances yet. Oh, what? Okay. So yeah, the Hardys had to be one of them. The next one had to be the Brood. I don't know if you guys know them, but they're uh, a tag team with Gangrel, and he was a vampire. And he'd come out from the middle of the stage to a ring of fire. And his whole theme was just very gothic. It started off with like, (laughs) okay. And then you'd hear like the cool like guitar strums like, I don't know. know. (laughs) It's a cool theme song. Somebody search up the brood theme. not known for his sound effects. I'm not not good with my acapella and EDM. He's really good at singing EDM songs, too. Yeah, that's that's some of my main talents. John, so I I know that uh, because, you know, all of us have known you for such a long time, um, that wrestling kind of defines you. And I know at one point you actually went to school to uh, be a wrestler, learning some of the moves and stuff I like that. I did, I did. I wanted to ask you, if you were in the WWE tomorrow, what would be your gimmick? What would be your story? What would be my gimmick and what would be my story? Right. That's a good one. Um, Alex Brooks. Yeah, so I was going to say <laughs> Alex Brooks, but that was like my made-up character in like the WWE games, and he's like six foot four, but the thing is, I'm 5'7". <laughs> <laughs> That's a yeah, big right problem. <laughs> so I'd have to, I'd probably wear a mask. I'd probably base my stuff off of like Rey Mysterio. But since I'm not that athletic, I'd probably have like the Rey Mysterio look, but more of like a Kurt Angle uh, ring style, which is more mm. of like ma- amateur wrestling. Like technical. Because that's what I learned when I was doing my training. Mm. was more amateur wrestling than actual like acrobatics and all that yeah. shit all that fancy stuff because i felt like uh personally for me i think amateur wrestling is a lot more fun to do mm. which uh i well wrestling in general was really fun for me but amateur wrestling just like the art of just like grappling and just learning like self-defense and i don't know just a good like life thing to have do you think you learn enough from that amateur wrestling class to defend yourself in real life to a certain extent really 
If it, if I was just straight up punching and stuff, probably not. <laughs> I gotta grab you to do something. <laughs> right. If we just straight up boxing, I might get my shit rocked. <laughs> it's like a fighting game. They have to be close enough yeah. for, you, for you to land that grab. For me to press LB. <laughs> and uh, if you guys didn't know too, uh, John actually has a pretty interesting uh, life at home. He's running this show on the internet called EWF. Pretty successful show. He's had it for a while. He's got a, uh, a couple subscribers. Do you want to talk to our our viewers about that show? Yeah, so it's it's a it's a wrestling figure show that I film once a month, and I got into it because I've always been a fan of booking the match cards and putting wrestlers and creating storylines. Because I always felt like in wrestling, the matches are cool, but none of the matches are ever going to matter if you don't have a solid storyline behind them mm-hmm. to grab the attention of the fans. So when you see the match, you're like. You can actually feel and be on a journey with said superstar. Mm-hmm. So it's a great emotional connection. Uh, it's a great time. also like script writing. Yeah. And that's my major in school. So it kind of goes hand it, in it hand. It is going hand in hand. Yeah, that's pretty amazing how you write these stories. You have these different figures. You even customize figures, bro. Yeah, I got, I you got put heads on different I bodies. got people customizing it for me at this point. I'm just, shout out to my boy Cody out in Pennsylvania. <laughs> but, Dude, yeah. and shout out to your fans too. I, I mean, like I remember you doing these shows. Um, I don't, I don't know where you were back then, but now I know you got a couple, like or a bit of subscribers. Yeah, I got, I got you. like almost sixteen thousand on YouTube. Sheesh, it's not a big number. Sixteen thousand, all of them setting him figures. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> but uh, it's cool because you really get to connect with. I got to connect with a lot of people who are into wrestling and it's hard finding people who are into wrestling as deep as I am because I know a lot of people grow out of it because they they find out it's fake or mm-hmm. scripted and it's not real. But to me, it's more of a, the storytelling, the entertainment right. and just the athleticism of the guys. Because after training in wrestling, I understand how hard it is to do whatever they're doing, right. especially on the fly in front of like, 5,000 people like every night like that's freaking tough right and that's what you go to grow to appreciate too you're not even looking at the the fakeness no i kind of see a parallel between wrestling and like movies yeah it's a story you know it's not real but it's entertainment you're gonna watch it you're gonna appreciate it and the best part is, is they all intertwine you could follow one wrestler and he'll have thousands of stories for you mm. So it's 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 just like anime, it's just like just like Game of Thrones with like UFC or boxing. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like wrestling. Well, thank you guys for listening to this podcast about professional wrestling. Dun, 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 dun. It's not fake and it's not real, dun, but it dun, is entertaining. Dun, dun. And that's a fact. That's the fact. I'm your boy John. I'm here with my boys. MJ Buenca, Brandon Sadio. And we got producer Mark back on the laptop. And right we there. are going to be out of here. Thank you all for listening. And we hope we brought up some good childhood memories for y'all. D Generation X. That's right. And that's the bottom line because if friend says so. Yes, sir. Have a good day, y'all. Good night. Mwah. Good stuff, boy. You just kiss him? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Look, what do I do right now? <laughs>